This is episode number 22 with Cal Hewitt. Welcome to Ships. My name is Pat McAndrew, and I am a professional actor, speaker, and coach. In every episode, we discuss a message related to the most important vessels in our lives. Thanks for being here today. Now let's set sail. The Ships Podcast. Today's guest is head of North America Partnerships at Flipped, Cal Hewitt. Cal's personal balance journey began after taking a 10-day Vipassana course in South Korea in 2012. Since then, between 2013 and 14, while studying for a master's degree, he was part of his university's Buddhist society. They meditated together every week. So, His tech life balance has been part of his life for several years. Fast forward to today, having moved to Canada from England, Cal is employee number two at Flipped. Their hardworking, dedicated team is on a mission to make digital wellness an easy, accessible daily habit for everyone. He and his team get to make that happen within the education sector, specifically working with universities and school districts across the world. Cal says that the people he gets to work with are the lights of his fire. He points to his school district administrator and his team in Ohio, which started a grassroots movement to make digital wellness months happen across the nation. There's also an Iowa college ensuring their students get the very best opportunity to focus inside and outside of the classroom. Cal points to these inspiring people working quietly and diligently to make sure the next generation has a tech life balance. And Cal feels incredibly lucky that he has the opportunity to get to work with them. So you are in for an incredibly exciting episode with Cal Hewitt. He fills us in on all the great work that Flipped is doing, how Flipped can be used in our own personal lives to regulate the time that we're using and the time that we're spending on our devices. Cal also talks about this incredible concept of technology being used for our benefit if it is in the form of a shared goal and that a community that has a shared goal is one that is going to be happier and more effective in the long run than an individual pursuing likes and comments for their own ego. So I really think you're going to enjoy this episode. Cal has some great insights into the digital wellness world that I think you'll be able to implement into your own lives. So without further ado, Cal Hewitt. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Ships Podcast. Today's guest is Cal Hewitt. Cal, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, how are you? Doing really well. Doing really well. I was very excited that you agreed to come on the Ships Podcast. Uh, you're doing some great work right now with Flipped, and I'm really excited to to share all the great things you're doing with our audience. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's awesome. It's an awesome time to be in this uh, in this little sector, in this little niche that we kind of creating for ourselves, right? Yeah, yeah, it really is. This uh, digital wellness movement is uh, really starting to to pick up speed. So it's certainly an exciting field to be working in. It's tangible, like sometimes you can feel it. Like, like it, I guess, like a couple of years ago, um, it was. You know, I, I would try and tell my family, <laughs> try and tell my family what I was doing, and they'd be like, "What are you talking about?" But now, fast forward, fast forward a couple of years, it's probably the same for you, right? People oh, yeah. get it. Like people talk about it. Like politicians talk about it. Right. 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 It's amazing. So uh, I can't wait to see where we get in in the next few years. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing because yeah, there's uh, in the beginning. It, I know for myself, and I'm sure you felt the same way. Is like you felt like you were the only person kind of talking about this stuff, like. Like like a weirdo. Yeah, right? yeah. You'd be like, you know, you, like it's it, it was almost like you would you would talk to someone and then explain to them what they were doing, and and you think that they look at you like like are you like are you kind of a, like a monk or something? Like, what happened to you? Do you go to some Buddhist retreat and like now? But no, now now people realize that well, technology is there and it's good to be used and it's it serves a purpose, but it's not everything. And it shouldn't be everything and. uh yeah. So, but, but anyway, looking forward to getting into this. Uh, here are some questions. You know, speaking with speaking about some like-minded topics and uh, getting into it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, Cal, I'm wondering if you could just start out by telling us a little bit uh, about your background. Where are you from, and uh, what led you onto the path that you're pursuing today? Yeah, sure. So, uh, I'm actually not even from this continent. Um, I'm from a tiny little village in England, not even like London or Manchester or anything like that, kind of like farms and stuff uh, in, a, in, the, in the outskirts of a town called, of a city called Sheffield. Um, and then I, you know, moved across here. But in between that, I, I guess my journey on things like wellness and, and mindfulness started when I was living abroad. In, in, in South Korea, doing the whole teaching English abroad thing. And I enrolled myself onto a Vipassana meditation course. You ever heard of that? Well, yeah, what is that exactly? I've heard of it, but I'm not quite sure what it is. I wonder if you could explain what that is to myself and the listeners. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very intense. And I believe that Jack Dorsey, the CEO of Twitter, has done it as well. So that's kind of vindication. Anyway, it's super intense. 10 days is the minimum you have to do it. And it's complete silence. It's meditation. Like, um, It's a particular style of meditation where you're concentrating on your breathing and feeling like the vibrations of everything. And But the whole... What I took from it is that everything is temporary. Don't get attached to anything, whether it's, you know, a person, a feeling, a, a, an object. Don't get attached to it because it will go. Everything, everything goes. Um, wow. so, that, so that was the main takeaway from me. But it was intense, right? So you have to give up your phone as soon as I got there. And uh, that's it. You, you don't actually speak to anybody because you, you, your mind is in such a uh, sensitive place that, if you speak to somebody, you know, that that conversation could be reverberating through your brain for like the next 10 days. And it's, it's, it's such a oh weird concept. Yeah, it's, it's super intense. So, uh, yeah. So the whole, so that you're not talking to anybody the entire time. Well, all the, the only input that you get is from the teacher. 
who's this he's he's called he's he's dead now he's like an indian guy and recordings of him to be honest at the very start i was like whoa this is too this is like a cult because everyone's sitting watching this video um but eventually you know it's an it is a course and there is a physical person teaching as well kind of a, the the guide and the course facilitator um but that was back in 20 i want to say 2011 or 2012 and then um i kind of went uh, moved back to England actually went to work in London and did the whole like city of London thing, which I don't know if you're familiar with London at all. It's like, it's the equivalent of going to walk up, work on wall street. Okay. Right. Yeah. So intense money, sales, business, go, go, go all the time. So for that, for, for two years, that was my life. And then I, I moved over here with my, with my partner and, uh, moved into ed- educational technology. Um, and then I, I'm employee number two at Flipped. Wow. So I'm excited to see where this, where this journey goes now. So the whole thing about what we're trying to do is, uh, well, the mission is to make digital wellness an accessible, easy, and daily habit for everyone. We just happen to think that the best place to start is with students, probably between the ages of you know high school and college. Those, those are the people that are like first time wellness consumers. You know, they're making their first time decisions on how am I going to be well? How am I going to support my own well being? Because, like, probably from the age of, I don't know, 17, 18, 19, that first decision, like, that sets the trend for the rest of their life on how they're going to, you know, how they're going to support their own well being. It might be like, they might go down the route of doing gym memberships. They might go down the route of doing, I don't know, being awesome at yoga. They might do the complete opposite and be completely unhealthy. But it's that we think it's a critical moment. Yeah, it's it's really incredible just how their decisions at that time could really transform their life for better or for worse in, in that, those scenarios. So it goes even earlier. You know, just before this, I was I have a Google alert set up and. I ask it to alert me every every Monday about, you know, <clears throat> topics like digital wellness and screen time. I was just looking through and it's uh, just on Yahoo. I've literally got it open. Some, a two-year-old girl and her parents were shocked to discover that the little girl's smartphone addiction has permanently damaged her eyesight. eyesight two oh, my years gosh. Old. So, yeah, uh, it goes deeper than wow. that. But around high school and college is when people actually make their first you know, decisions to support their own well-being. Because think about it, before then, in high school, it's your gym teacher, right? Like your gym teacher is telling you what's good for you physically and how to support your own well-being. But as soon as you leave and go to university, there's there's very little of that, which is why I think so many people at that age uh, fall into trouble with technology addiction. And it's uh, probably no co- coincidence that social media addiction goes up around that age as well right absolutely and what was it about either joining flipped or entering into the educational technology field like what was it about it that attracted you and caused you to leave this sort of business uh trajectory (laughs) that you were pursuing in london yeah 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 it was it was recruitment It, it was it was it was recruitment as well so it was like pretty pretty alpha right <laughs> um 
but yeah, the the move back over here. I mean, my my background was was teaching. I did it, like I said, in in South Korea. My, I actually took my masters in in teaching, and uh, I guess I wanted to get back into it. I was looking back. I was looking on the industry whilst in London on the ed, ed tech industry from afar with uh, just excitement. It seems like there's a lot of altruism, probably more so than some other technology fields. You know, I don't know if you were to look at like financial technology or I don't know, technology in the real estate sector, whatever. I don't know if you get quite so many altruistic entrepreneurs as you do in this in this sector. That's not necessarily good or bad though, because what happens is, uh, you know, in a town like Toronto, it's got a big, it's got quite a thriving educational technology core. Like there's some really, really good businesses here that are educational technology. Unfortunately, there are a lot of fringe business, ed, ed tech businesses as well that are, um, I guess, founded for the right reasons, but not executed like a business. Right. So that can be, that can be a problem. And I'm, I, I wonder how, I don't, I'm not sure how many, you know, I'm not sure how many other sectors have that. I absolutely agree with you. There is some aspect of altruism that I at least have found within the uh, educational technology field. And I think a lot of that is like, because it's this sort of movement, there's almost like an activism aspect to it of really trying to educate the world, educate families, companies, wide variety of organizations on the importance of educating ourselves on how technology is influencing us. And so with all that said, I'm actually wondering if you could walk us through uh, Flipped a little bit. Uh, how does it work? And on your website, you state that Flipped helps us refocus our minds. And I'm curious as to how it does this. I, I was looking at the app this morning and it's, it's actually, it's a really cool app. And I would love for you to share just a little bit more about it with our listeners. Yeah. I mean, I'll start with how Flipped came to be. So our uh, CEO and co-founder, Christian, um, back in 2014, bought his youngest brother his first ever smartphone for his birthday. What he saw was subsequently a pretty outgoing younger brother shrink further and further into himself. Uh, and over the course of a year or so, you know, he was no longer the life and soul of family parties, but he was the kid, you know, in the corner, right? favoring digital relationships over actual relationships. Um, not only that, you know, things like, you know, personality and grades start to suffer as well. So Flipped started as a parental control app initially. But then we, well, and Christian especially, realized that to shape positive behavior or to shape habits, it's better to use things like positive reinforcement than to use control, right? So it's a, just a core psychological concept. So fast forward to now and Flipped is used in, you know, a whole bunch of countries across the world. It's not just restricted to North America. And there's two core aspects of what Flipped is about now. There is the screen time part, which is kind of what, what people most uh, most know about Flipped right now. So 
essentially you can use it like a Fitbit for your screen time. You can monitor the the amount of time that you are off of your phone. You can do that through two ways. You can do it through a light lock, which is what people use in class. And it doesn't stop things like notifications happening in the background, but it kind of motivates you to, to ignore them. Or you can do something a little bit more drastic, like a full lock, which is kind of self-selecting that it's going to essentially turn your phone into a an old school flip phone where it's only only phone only calls and text messages and you know specific notifications that you've got set up like i guess like alerts and stuff like that um yeah so that's that's the more drastic of the two and people people do that um people do both they they mess around with both i personally mess around with both i always use the uh I always use the light lock myself for when I'm sleeping. I I really want to make sure, I think it was probably about 12 months ago, I was like, I want to make sure that I'm not doing that terrible thing of putting my phone next to my bed on the, you know, like the, the bedside cabinet. And like the last thing I look at is face, my Facebook feed before I go to sleep. I was like, that's got to that's gotta change. So I I flip off for eight hours at least every day. The challenge that we set for people is to start with, um, you know, small steps, but try to get up to 180 minutes per day on flipped. Yeah, so that's that's the one side of it, and then the other side, which is awesome, um, and we we just kind of launched this at the start of this year, is a wellness hub. That's amazing, and with all that said. I like I I really all of this is resonating a lot with you know with myself and then I imagine with our listeners too. And so I'm curious as to in your opinion how do we strike that balance between using technology and then also allowing ourselves to uh regulate how often we use technology. Yeah, I mean I mean, you know what? A really, a, a really, really good book to start with. And I got to be honest, the narcissist inside of me attracted to this author because he's got the same name as me, Cal Newport. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I don't know. I was listening to a podcast and he was on talking about his second book, which was um, Deep Work. And I was like, oh, awesome. This guy's got the same name as me. Not many people have that. So. <laughs> <laughs> so so I bought the book uh because I'm a narcissist and I started reading it and I was like okay yeah this makes sense it's a little bit much like I'm not a college professor but then he he releases his third book I don't know if you've you you've heard of it yeah, or read it digital um, minimalism digi- right yeah that book is awesome and it's and it's so much I I personally find it way more accessible than than deep work um you know, because it's it's a little bit more easy to understand because everybody has a relationship with technology. Not everybody is a knowledge worker, like the, like he says they are in deep work, right? But everybody has a relationship with technology. Yeah, you might be the CEO of a multinational, or you might be like, I don't know, a bus driver or something. You have a relationship with technology. So, so that's why I would advise people to start with that book is is pretty unique. Um, and it's it really helped me probably since January. Like 
just because we work at Flipped and this is what we do doesn't mean that we are like, you know, zen about our relationship <laughs> with technology. Right. It certainly makes us a lot more mindful of it. But, you know, it doesn't mean that we're not open and liable to maybe staring at your screen too much and, you know, having 16-hour days where you're like, oh, my God, I only looked at my my computer screen today because I was working so much. This is ridiculous. Everybody has days like that. And it's just about, like, striking the balance. Um, it's almost like a weighing scales, right? Okay, so uh, do you have an iPhone or an Android? I'm an iPhone. Okay, so you know you have the app on there called Screen Time, right? It's the default. It's a default app now. So the the Screen Time app or whatever you want to call it on the iPhone, it's going to tell you that you're maybe using Facebook or Instagram or just staring at just staring at your phone too much. But it doesn't tell you what to do about it. And so Flipped is like the Fitbit to the weighing scale. So Flipped will help you progressively work at it and reduce it step by step until you're up to about 180 minutes a day. Um, but it, at the very start of that, you've got you've to be aware that this is even a thing. So books like Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport, they really help with that. Um, I think it takes books generally a year or two to get some traction and to get some publicity usually. So I'm hoping that, you know, people become more and more aware of, of things like that. Then they'll start to look at screen time. And then, of course, they'll start to look at tools and how to address things like that. And that's what Flipped is. is that, that's what it's there for. And would you say, uh, with regards to, you know, talking about all the great things that Flipped does, have you ever encountered anyone who almost becomes like addicted to Flipped because it is so user friendly <laughs> and is such a great app to use? Like, have you found like any situations where it's almost had like the inverse effect? Yeah. So, um, an app would never call somebody addicted to their product. They would call them a power user, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So right. yeah, we do have power users. Thanks for mentioning that. Yeah. So um, <laughs> no, we do. We do have people. We've got. We've got a whole bunch of people on on Instagram who kind of act as as ambassadors for Flipped, and it's part of their. It's such a part of their habit of their daily life and their their habits that they want to share. Um share how, how Flipped is being used in their lives. So I wouldn't necessarily say that people become addicted to the to the app per se. And likewise, I don't think people necessarily become addicted to the actual technology, right? Nobody comes addicted to a social media feed where people like upload photos and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. People become true. addicted yeah. to this to the to the feels of like like either feeling that you're superior to someone because you posted a better photo of them or feeling inferior to someone because you feel that, you know, you're following like Kim Kardashian on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. It's the feelings that you become addicted to. So we're not really promoting that many feelings. Uh, and it, Flip doesn't really give you that many feelings apart from kind of a, a sense of satisfaction that you've gone 180 minutes a day or whatever it may be. But there's no, you know, there's no control about over what people are actually doing in those 180 minutes or however long they're flipped off. Right. Absolutely. 
And I think that's like something that is really amazing with apps like Flipped and some other digital wellness yeah. apps that are out there is that they are really at the end of the day serving you well with regards to regulating your screen time and that also just like how you're yeah. using your time in general. Yeah, definitely. Um, I bet, you know, like ten, it's the is the the constant challenge. You know, you and I, we live in metropolitan downtown areas, right? You're in New York City, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm in Toronto. Like it's as 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 big as you can get in Canada. Um, you still live in London, like I said, the city of London, which is like the financial area, and it's go 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 all the time. But our relationship with technology is probably vastly different from somebody who lives in, you know, rural areas and things like that. So I think that's something to be mindful of. And rather than rather than trying to address things in like sweeping statements, right? Then you know, people have got different, I guess, wellness priorities as well. For some people, it's not always just about getting off the phone if they could only get off the phone then they go to that yoga class and then they do that meditation for some other people you know it's 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 learning about the very basics of things like meditation and mindfulness and you know if you if you if you live in somewhere that's not new york city or toronto it it might be the only way that you can do a yoga class is by tuning into youtube and participating in a like a live YouTube, like a live yoga class or just watching a video meditation and things like that. So it's how you're using it. Yeah. You see what I mean? It's how you're using it. Um, which brings us on. I know that you asked me about the other part of, of flipped as well. Something that we're pretty proud of and that we launched earlier this year is the, the wellness hub. So the, I'm not sure, not sure if you heard me mention this earlier, but the, the mission behind it is to democratize more access to what I think are innovative and exciting wellness brands that are maybe maybe don't receive the attention of you know the big the big hitters like Headspace and things like that. Um, so that's what we've launched at the start of this year and I'm, I'm flipped as well. It's all centered around the, the lock screen function. But they can use the lock screen function and then they get an audio stream of content, audio content from some amazing companies. There's like a Brain FM, like an AI powered brain music. Oh, There's wow. Geo, which is from which is from Toronto, and they've got some awesome content on there. Mindfulness company, some sleep stories as well. It's it, these companies are awesome. And it's about kind of democratizing access to them and giving, going right back to the start of what we were speaking about with high school kids. So let me give you the analogy of if you're a, okay, let's say if you're a, you're a high school kid, right? And you're in grade 11 and you're trying to figure out what you're going to do for phys ed this year. Like tell, tell to me about your experience of doing that. Did you only, did the gym teacher only ever give you just like one spot or did you just like, you know, did you have like a multiple, yeah. multiple options and choices? Yeah, I felt like I was uh, educated, at least in the basics of a wide variety of sports and exercises and workouts and such. For sure. For sure. For sure. I mean, me too. And 
that's kind of the same way as we we see exploring wellness as well. So like like meditation might work and it does work for some kids, but it's uh, it's not going to work for every kid. It's not going to work for every you know high schooler or college kid. So what happens to the people that are not that just don't jive with meditation? Well, mindfulness stuff might work, or maybe working on their sleep might work and things like that so it's a way to democratize more access to 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 wellness and have a bigger impact yeah right yeah absolutely and those sort of initiatives and congratulations too with you know with what you're doing with that launch because it's those sort of initiatives that really get the wheel rolling and start to make a change and and so with all that said i'm curious from both your perspective and then just the perspective of Flipped as well. Uh, what does what does digital wellness mean to you? Um, because I'll talk to a lot of people um, and say that, oh, I'm working in the digital wellness field. It's this you know growing and emerging field. And sometimes people are confused as to what that means. So sometimes I have to explain. So I'm curious as to, uh, from your perspective, what that means to you. So um, I'll give you my perspective and then I'll give you the perspective of the school district. In Ohio, because th- their interpretation of it is arguably more um, more valid, <laughs> because they live it and breathe it, right? But yeah. anyway, my, my my interpretation of it is is it's wellness in a digital setting. So my 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 interpretation is very general, which is why we're talking about like meditation. Meditation is a wellness exercise. So is diet. So is sleeping. So is mindfulness and things like that, as well as having a good balance of with your technology and having a good balance of screen time and things like that. So that's what that when we think when I think of digital wellness, that's what I think in a very general sense. But what we see in practice with some wicked school districts, like really really forward thinking. There's a there's a school district in Ohio and it's called Hilliard City Schools. It's just outside of well it's a suburb of Columbus. And um, they have a digital wellness month, and they've, they've, as far as I'm aware, they were like the first ever in the country to do anything, any kind of articulated initiative around digital wellness, and that started. They're moving into their third or fourth year. It's every February they do it. It's a big school district, and digital wellness month. Week one is about a balance of screen time. But there's some other weeks that bring in like online safety and digital citizenship and things like that as well. Wow. So so it, it encapsulates both wellness as well as the educational part of like what would typically come under digital citizenship, right? So like having online safety and um, and, and, and things like that as well. So what we see in practice is especially in the at least in the educational sector in K12 is it's more under the lines of digital citizenship whereas in the general sense like for the layperson like me it's like it's just it's wellness that is digital yeah yeah absolutely and i love how you phrase it as really there's these variety of segments within our life, whether it be exercise, diet, you know, our 
uh, intellectual wellness too, with regards to how we're learning yeah. information. And you're absolutely right is, is that uh, how we use technology is really another form of wellness. And it, it really is the utmost importance that we, especially as as technology continues to advance, that we continue to educate ourselves on the effects that excessive technology use can have on us. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, there's like, like I said, I mentioned my Google alerts and there are studies like every day <laughs> about this kind of stuff, um, especially from like Canada, America and the UK. Um, it seems like there's studies all the time coming out, like at least one a week at the moment about like screen time and phone addiction and like the physical aspects of it as well, like myopia. You know, I was talking to a superintendent from from your neck of the woods, actually, down in Long, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Long nice. Island, Suffolk County, at least. And, um, you know, as soon as I mentioned, look, you know, myopia, like like physical aspects of, of phone addiction happen, as well as like the mental health stuff. It was like, oh, my God, you're so right. Yeah. You know, uh, I never, never even thought of that. And this, that's from a superintendent level, like. And this superintendent is way progressive, way forward thinking. Um, his his school district is Patchog Medford. Yeah, it's it's somewhere. It's like I'm not all that familiar with the geography and like where the border is between Suffolk County and Long Island, or if there's even a difference. But it's like in that, it's in that bit. Nice. <laughs> yeah, Suffolk Suffolk County is on Long Island. It's a little further out okay. there, though. So, Cal, I want to be uh, really respectful of your time. So I just want to leave our listeners one more question that I have for you. And that's, you know, so much of, of what yeah. your team has built with Flipped is this essence of community. It really is apparent through just through talking with you and through your website as well. Millions of people really using this app. Mm. And so I'm curious... From your perspective, what would your definition be of a genuine, meaningful human relationship in the sense that that is something, in my opinion, that is required to build such a strong community? Yeah. So, and you're talking about the sense of like how, how we do this online, like how we build an online community, or are you talking about like person to person, real Real talk, I, like I, you know, I I think it could be both. Okay, well, I, mean, I, I guess I can speak to on like the, the community that's happening on that's being built on flipped and why people are kind of gathering around flipped um, is because it's it's all centralized around one particular cause, which is helping yourself have a better relationship with technology, um, and. Until recently, there was no, re and it didn't really make sense. Like, how can you have a place where people come together online to disconnect? It's like, it kind of sounds like an oxymoron, right? It doesn't really make sense. Like, right, how does that right. actually happen? Yeah. And so, getting people to connect outside of, outside of things like Instagram and and and, and all the other socials, like to, to have them come together to one place to flip off, it's just exactly the same as people coming together on Fitbit to run, but those people never ever meet each other. Like I'm I'm part of a Fitbit group. Like I'm training for a marathon. And I'm part of like a you know beginner marathon runners group. I will never ever meet these people in my entire life. But we're all centered around this one <laughs> this one action 
and you know you can message each other you can encourage each yeah. other um i think when when that happens i guess i want to speak a little bit about like something that i'm really mindful of at the moment is is like when people are being led by their ego and i think what what i mean by that is when people are led by their ego you know they're susceptible to be to either feeling superior or inferior or angry and it's just all about them you know and i and i've started to know you can kind of sense that it's not always a negative thing but when people just in their day-to-day actions i think typically it's when there's no no common cause to together you know to to join together towards that people start to be led by their ego a little bit and it's all about them rather than displacing their energy and enthusiasm onto a shared goal which is getting to 180 minutes on flipped or in my case on fitbit training for this uh you know my first full marathon in october and things like that i think that's where the community aspect of it comes comes along and that's why i think when you see when you look at things like facebook and instagram and twitter and all that kind of stuff there's no real shared goal it's the only shared goal is to get likes and shares which is so much led by the ego and that's why i think the communications that happen on on social media can be toxic whereas when it's centered around a, a shared goal like flipped is like fitbit and things like that it's inherently it's inherently positive huh. yeah you know i've actually i've never thought of it that way but you're absolutely right is, is that there's a profound difference when it is leading towards a common goal versus leading with ego i guess that's why you see like i I don't know if you like do marathons or anything like that and uh, like i well i I just did my fifth half marathon uh last month and i was like you know this is the year i'm I'm just turned 30 years old i'm like this is the year i'm gonna do a full marathon so i'm gonna do it in october Uh, whether it kills me or not most likely it will um (laughs) but anyway like the feeling of when you're running down a centralized, you know, like the the road in your city, I was actually in New York when they did the New York marathon, um, I guess three or four weeks ago in May. Um, it's awesome. There's like people, everyone's high-fiving, like signs, people are encouraging strangers and all that kind of stuff. It's awesome. Uh, but it's because there's a shared goal, right? Like let's help these yeah. people get to the end, like, it's so simple. You just got to finish. <laughs> you just got to right, run. <laughs> right. um, yeah. And then when you consider it like the other communities that I guess like V1 of online community, like Instagram and Twitter and, and, and Facebook and stuff like that, V1 of online communities didn't really have a purpose apart from likes and shares and, you know, social interaction. Whereas uh, what I think we're seeing in in V two of online communities is it's centralized a, around a core purpose. Like I said, flipped is about reducing your you know the amount of time that you spend on your phone and exploring wellness. Things like Fitbit is around you know whether you're training for a marathon or if you're trying to train for a triathlon and things like that. So that's where I think it comes from. Yeah, great. Well, Kel, thank you so much for uh, giving your time to to talk to me as well as our listeners about 
everything that you're passionate about and all the great things that are going on at Flipped. I'm really inspired by the work that you're doing. And I encourage all of our listeners to go check out Flipped. Uh, It really is a a neat app. Flippedapp.co. Nice. F-L-I-P-D-A-P-P.co. Nice. And would you would you say that's the the best place where they could find more information about Flipped and yourself? Uh, so for Flipped, I would I would start with our Instagram. If anyone's interested in just exploring the app as like a, you know, just for their own purposes, we have the most mobilization around Instagram where we have like influencers and ambassadors sharing and challenging their followers to flip off and it's it's really really active and we also have a pretty active twitter uh yeah but of course download the app it's it's free for everyone to download and then uh you'll start to see where the premium stuff comes in but i mean download it play around with it and for myself um i guess i have a website which is calhewitt.com probably the best place for me Great, great. Well, we'll be sure to include all that information in the show notes of the podcast. So, Cal, thank you so much again. Really appreciate it. All right, cool. Thank you. That was Cal Hewitt, everyone. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and enjoyed learning about all the great things Cal is doing at Flipped. He is really making moves and making strides within the digital wellness movement and Flipped is becoming a powerhouse in this field. So be sure to download the app and check them out. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave a review, a comment, subscribe, share it with a friend, or if you have the Anchor app, please feel free to call in and leave a voicemail. I always love hearing from you guys and love hearing your ideas, suggestions, and questions. You also have the opportunity to support this podcast. Supporting this podcast will allow me to continue producing episodes with amazing and inspiring guests. So thank you so much again for joining me in this episode. A big thanks to Cal Hewitt for informing us on all the great things going on at Flipped. And I'll catch you all in the next episode.